What's good, everybody? Welcome into another edition of the Mid-State 48, the preseason preview edition. This is the last of our four preview episodes for the 2022 season, and this time around we'll be covering Division Two and three independent schools that don't have a region or a class to be in for this season. So without further ado, let me bring in Scott and Cam. Gentlemen, how are we? Doing well. Excited. Uh, Jamboree is going on tonight. Uh, one week away, we're yeah. right here. Uh, it, it's football time in Tennessee. Yeah, it, we're we're putting this thing out a week before the first Thursday. Oh, Scott, what, that, that is not your slogan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if you don't if you don't know now, you know things can tend to get off the rails. Here, my preps, but we're okay with it. So. Oh, man. <laughs> so, independent teams, the teams that don't really have a region or a class to call home for 2022. If we can get Scott to stop laughing for long enough, we'll we'll dive into this. <laughs> this I'll be good. This will I'll not be good. Be real, folks, you will see this. This will not be cut. I'm, I'm calling it now. So, yeah. Yeah, make that face. Make that face. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, three teams, Ezel Harding, Liberty Creek, and Republic – join the fray for 2022 in 11-man football. And Ezel Harding back in for the first time in a couple of years after some work in eight-man football. They rejoined with uh, Corey Stewart as the head coach, former Lipscomb Academy assistant. Um, looking at their schedule, and you know, they actually opened with Columbia Academy and then DCA in the first couple of weeks. Um, we've, we've heard a little bit from Ezel Harding. What what do they hope to expect out of this first season back, Scott? Well, you know, they're they're athletic. They got a good core alignment. So I think they're really just trying to get back into eleven man football. Uh many of their players that they have haven't experienced eleven man football. So I think that uh Corey Stewart is just gonna try to, you know, build this program back uh, uh slowly, uh fundamentally. And and get his guys back to uh, used to playing eleven uh, man football. After the success they had at eight man football, they've got some good athletes, and they've got some uh, some good uh, senior leadership. So it's going to you know you know this is their independent year. So we'll see uh, what kind of strides they can make uh, to go into uh, wherever they land next year. Yeah, yeah. I think when you look at this schedule uh, and with them with it being their first year back in 11-man. After having some success at the eight-man level, I believe they won a state championship a couple of years ago in eight-man football here in Tennessee. Uh, I think what Coach Stewart hopes to accomplish is to get these kids a win or two this year uh, and really get a, you know get their feet wet in 11-man football because a lot of these kids that are uh, going to be on the field for uh, Ezo Harding uh, have never played 11-man football in high school. Uh, so I think Coach Stewart uh, has to be excited uh, about the opportunity that presents itself. Uh, look for Noah Preston to lead the way uh, for Ezel Harding this year. Um, that September 2nd game there against Republic, you know, that's a great opportunity uh, for them to pick up their first win of the season. Yep. Yeah, and good that they got a 10-game schedule too because not always the case that you know, a team that comes back into 11-man football is able to fill a schedule that first year which is the case with Republic, who we'll talk about in just a minute. Um, another of those independents, a first-year school in Sumner County, Liberty Creek, 
may have seen some headlines about them about their facilities which are tremendous if you have a chance to get over there and see them i suggest you do it because you know as far as the high school football facilities go they've got some really good ones uh, i i wouldn't call it really good uh, chris i would call it the best in public school um very favorable to Ole Miss. Uh, I believe the uh, the contractor that they hired over there uh, is a huge Ole Miss fan, and this is a true story, uh, is a huge Ole Miss fan, and that field, uh, the design around the field and the stadium favors a little bit of the Grove uh, there at Ole Miss. Uh, I look for Liberty Creek to uh, have a challenging season, uh, but as well, I look for them to pick up a couple wins uh, in their inaugural season. Um, really excited about what uh, the Wolves are, are bringing to the table, uh, especially with, uh, let's see right here, Brian Rager uh, coming over from Beach High School uh, is a junior, so that's a huge building block uh, for the Wolves to get set, uh, to get set up in a region next year uh, and hope to have the same success as a very similar school uh, Green Hill had in their second season. And you mentioned beach. There's a heavy beach flavor to this program because a lot of, you know, a lot of the coaching staff, a lot of the players are coming from beach with the way that that County is rezoning a little bit. Uh, Bill Alexander, longtime assistant under Anthony Crabtree is the head coach at Liberty Creek and brought several assistants with him and several players from beach have come over to Liberty Creek. So it'll be interesting to see how they get started. And not only that, but he's brought over Stetson Dickerson, uh, the former White House Heritage head coach as his offensive coordinator. This team, I think uh, Cameron's uh, spot on. Uh, this team, I think, is going to try to follow the blueprint of uh, Green Hill and win sooner than later. Uh, they have the facilities to do that. Um, the, the problem is, is that two-thirds of their uh, roster are freshmen or sophomores. It's a new program. But the great thing about a new program is that you have synergy that you get from the start of a new program, you got that excitement. Uh, people want to go there. People want to be part of that program. And I think that Bill Alexander has a very good opportunity with this program to have success early. Yeah. And nine games on their schedule currently, they actually had one drop. So that October 14th open date, as we're recording, this is still up for grabs. So, and then they're wanting to try to get a game on October 14th there in week number nine. So, Hopefully the Wolves can get one there and fill out their schedule. Um, good not good schedule. Got a good mix there of Portland, Nolansville, good pasture, and then they go to Oakland. So, you know, they're going to learn a lot in this first season, regardless of the win-loss record. And hopefully we'll see how they fall next year when everything gets reclassified. I would like to see that uh, how that uh, good pasture game, after uh, both teams have had some uh, some uh, games under their belt, to see uh, how Liberty Creek in the middle of the season matches up against uh, a smaller school, but a school that's established and, and see how that game turns out. Cause I think that'll be uh, a pretty good indicator of, you know, how you measure success in this, in this first year. Yeah. And they're going to, as you uh, mentioned, the Oakland game, they're going to face a couple teams. that's going to be in the, uh, upper end of their classifications with Nolansville taking a huge step forward again this year uh, in 4A and Oakland, the two-time defending 6A state champions. Uh, difficult schedule, but I see a couple wins as a possibility here for the Wolves. 
And another of the independents coming back after a couple of years out is Republic in Metro Nashville. Um, not a lot of information about Republic, honestly, because they've gotten together quite late in the game. Um, they only have eight games in their schedule right now. Uh, right now, eight, three on the road at Maplewood, Ezo Harding, and Clarksville Academy. They play a neutral site game against Brighton. I think that's out there at Milan, but I'll double check that. It's, and then, uh, I think it's a Bethel University. It's Bethel. Yeah. It's Bethel, yes. Thank you, Scott. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yep. Very good. Out there in West Tennessee. And then all, all road games, basically. I mean, BGA, Mount Juliet, Chattanooga Christian. Yeah. Pretty hey, tough schedule yeah. for, for Republic as well. Yeah. Hey, pick up the phone. Call Liberty Creek. They got an opening. Yeah. Um, I mean, <laughs> that they, September 30th open date would be one if they'd want to work that out. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it, it's rough. Uh, unfortunately, we don't have uh, uh, we didn't receive any information from uh, from you know the team to to really dig into uh, you know what their what their season or what their team looks like going in this year. Um, but uh, I mean, it's going to be you know they they struggled uh, that first year with uh, with players and then took that time off. Uh, good that they're coming back again. I think that maybe it was just one of those programs that tried to tried to run before it walked yeah. uh, first. And you know, hopefully now uh, they're solid on their feet with uh, with this program. Yeah, uh, Green Hill actually took the Republic's schedule in 2020 to have its first season get a full schedule of games off the ground. So that was that is the kind of link the link to Republic because Republic was in three a at the time. And we'll see if they go back to three a when they reclassify next year. Um, let's take a quick break and hear from our proud sponsors at miracle auto group. And when we come back, we will dive into division two. Hi everyone. Jim Galvin, miracle Ford, your Ford dealer in Galvin, Tennessee since 1980. Great news beginning now when you need service, we can come to you. Our mobile service van comes to you wherever you are, whether you need oil changes, lube, routine maintenance, warranty, filters, wiper blades, batteries, bulbs, recalls, and more. Visit our website or call us now. Are you ready for the miracle? And we are back and we're ready to dive into Division 2 and we're going to start right off with Class Single A. Um, a, a very intriguing group of teams in division two single A because of the way that some graduation has hit certain programs. No DCA, the defending champion, Nashville Christian runner up last year. But we look at that East region. First off guys, uh, middle Tennessee Christian won it with a perfect record in region play last year. Friendship Christian, a seven to five mark, a little bit down from what they're used to having, but they're, that's one of those teams that can really make some noise in, in single A this year. Right. Oh, I agree. And I, I went out to uh, to watch their scrimmage against Macon County. Uh, they looked very, very good, uh, especially running the ball and defensively. And uh, I, I think that uh, that this year they're looking a lot better uh, and, and could threaten Middle Tennessee. Actually, I think that, quite frankly, I think they're a little bit ahead with the turnover that Middle Tennessee has had. Uh, with some of their players that I think they're uh, have a good shot of winning this, this region. Um, 
you know, you know, because you know, up against uh, Kings Academy and Lakeway and Webb and all those. So I, I really think that uh, those those are course one too. But I think that uh, friendship really has has what it takes to to win this thing. I agree. Um, friendship Christian led by quarterback Garrett Weekly, uh, which is Ralph and Karen, uh, the softball coaches there at the University mm-hmm. of Tennessee. It's their uh, grandson is the quarterback, but also plays safety there for the commanders. Uh, coming over a couple years ago from the Kings Academy, uh, really like what uh, Coach McNeil and the commanders have going on this year. Uh, noticing them on social media, on Twitter, uh, putting in the extra work, putting in, uh, you know, after practice, taking shoulder pads off, quarterback throwing routes to receivers. Uh, you know, one of their players responded to me on social media and said, uh, Chad Nugger a bust. And another one responded right after and said, we ain't busting. Uh, so <laughs> uh, really excited about what the commanders have going on. And that October 27th, um, as we've talked in previous shows, a Thursday night game uh, that will – more than likely wind up as the region championship game there over at uh, well, what people in our area know as Possum Town uh, over yeah. there. Uh, and I favor the commanders in that uh, October 27th matchup. Yeah, they're going to have to get uh, through Kings Academy first to get there September 16th. Same as Middle Tennessee Christian will have to late in September. But you look at those three teams probably as the top three in that East region and that, that, that Thursday nighter, you know, good to cap the regular season with a Thursday night when you have a lot of the attention on yourself. So um, you get one over and, there. And, and, you know, I, as, as much as I, I feel like uh, the commanders are, are primed to, uh, to do well in this region, you, you look at Middle Tennessee and you look at their offensive line they're, they're, they've got seniors on that team. They are junior and senior laden on that team. Uh, but, they got to get their non-starters up to speed. They got to get the, they got to fill some holes from uh, some good players that they had last year. And I, I think that maybe, you know, it, 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 if it comes together, then, you know, it's going to be really, really interesting in that spot. But I think friendship at this point is, I think just a little bit ahead of the game. Yep. Over in the middle region of class single a, resides both the state champion in the DCA and the runner-up from Nashville Christian. You know, those two teams played a, a very tight defensive battle in the regular season. DCA wound up shutting out Nashville Christian in the championship game in the rematch. And those two figure to be in the mix again this year. Um, do any of these other teams really kind of have what it takes to jump up in the mix? Or are we looking at, you know, the kind of the same deal with DCA and Nashville Christian? I believe uh, the the top two stay the same, uh, but if we look at the bottom half of that region, I look for Clarksville Academy to take a jump up and uh, make the playoffs out of this region as they return uh, a dual-threat quarterback that uh, put up over 1,100 yards, 16 touchdowns, three interceptions. I added four rushing touchdowns on the ground in 2021. also have a 6'5 wide receiver uh, with multiple offers, uh, and then there on defense with Jalen Townsend with 103 tackles. Uh, really like what uh, Clarksville Academy has coming back. Uh, like their chances to make the playoffs. Uh, also, DCA uh, loses a little bit, quite a bit off that uh, state championship team. I look for Nashville Christian to take that jump, take back over the region reigns uh, as the one seed. Uh, but DCA still uh, solid enough to take the two spot. 
Yeah, the thing about DCA that I like is that their offensive line is, is, you know, they have four offensive linemen returning. And if anybody knows how to make an offensive line work, it's Paul Wade. Now, this team's going to run the ball with Ashton Jones. Uh, You know, they got a they got a a really good kicker in Braden Ducharme. Uh, So it's it's going to be, I think. uh, Are they going to be as dominant? Perhaps not. At least not to begin. But I think that they'll run the ball well. I think that they'll take care of business. Um, you know, Nashville Christian, I think will be right there. Uh, they, you know, they, again, they are, uh, they have a lot of seniors on their team, but they have a lack of experience in their offensive spots. Uh, they got a little bit of uncertainty at quarterback. Um, they got some problems with death, but I'm, I'm, I'm with you, Cam. I really like this Clarksville Academy Cougar team. I think Scott Murray's really got something going there in his second year. I think that uh, he's got some talent. He's got some senior leadership on that team. And uh, I think that uh, they're an athletic team. I think they're going to they're gonna make some noise in that region, whether they uh, – I don't know whether they can get past the top two, but, you know, they could wind up in that third spot. Yeah, and you look at a team like Grace Christian that has um, one of the best linemen around in George Stye, who's committed to Wake Forest. Um, he can be a, a game changer on that line for Grace Christian, uh, DCA. You know, you got guys with leadership roles like Brady Russell and Ashton Jones, who's still just a junior and could probably be a Mr. Football finalist this year in class single A. Um, you know, one thing about DCA and talking to Paul Wade, uh, he is concerned about the depth over there that if the wrong guy or two guys gets injured, that their season could be a little bit rough, but. Mm-hmm. At the same time, you know, there are veterans over there who can help keep that ship afloat. But uh, Nashville Christian is definitely one that to, to watch and see if they can take that next step and win this region and possibly contend for a state title this year. Well, I agree. Uh, it's it's going to, I think, again, it's going to come down uh, to those two teams. And uh, you got the schedule, Chris? I do have the schedule. Let's just go ahead and look and see what those are going to look like those key games and really boils down is. to three Fridays. Yep. There it is. October twenty eighth. Yep. yep. So guys, I've learned uh if if there's a key game between teams that uh we are really certain are gonna be finished one two, it's gonna be on October twenty eighth. <laughs> For the most part that's true. Yeah. And, and the way that they've been scheduled the last few years has fallen that way. Now one thing that we have learned is that there is a proposal on the table for the state office to schedule region games going forward. That's going to be voted on very soon with the board of control that we don't know if that's going to happen or not, but the way things have fallen, you know, that, that last weekend in October is very meaningful. So I kind of hope it stays the same personally. You know, me and Scott both mentioned uh, how much we like that Clarksville Academy team. Uh, they should find out there with those top two key games uh, against Grace Christian and Columbia Academy, both on the road uh, for that Wildcat program. If they can uh, wind up making the playoffs, they have to win both of those games. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, those are both must-win games for playoff purposes and getting a higher seed as well. And, uh, you know, Nashville Christian getting to host that game against DCA this year is big because home field advantage proved pretty powerful for DCA last year. Let's take a quick break and hear from our friends at Innovate Medical, and then we'll come back and dive into Division II Class AA. 
And we're back getting into Class AA in Division Two after what was basically a dominant season from Lipscomb Academy. You know, 12 and 1, their only loss to Oakland in a thrilling game on a Thursday night last year. Um, they dominated CPA in both meetings, both in the regular season and in the Blue Cross Bowl. Um, Davidson Academy in their first season in Class AA did pretty well for themselves. I mean, they had some lumps early, but they wound up going eight and five and making it to the semifinals after several consecutive trips to the Blue Cross Bowl. A little bit down for them, but you know, Jonathan Quinn's bunch looking to be even stronger in 2022. Guys, when we start looking at the middle region, and there's some there's a lot of talent here. There's a lot of tough teams here. How does it I mean beyond Liskin Academy, how do you think this shakes out? Uh, you just talked about the team that I'm focused on, uh, Chris, with Davidson Academy. Uh, I believe Coach Quinn uh, and his guys did have a down year last year. They still went eight and five and made it to the semifinals. I look for them to take a, a step up and really challenge CPA for that second spot. Uh, CPA losing uh, Cade Law uh, and uh, the Langston kid. I mean, that really hurts uh, what they want to do. Um, I kind of favor Davidson Academy to take over that two spot this year with the inexperience that CPA has. Um, but none of these guys are on the same level as Lipscomb Academy. Um, Lipscomb Academy last year, you know, depends on who you asked, who was the best team in the state, regardless of classification. Uh, it was either Oakland or Lipscomb Academy, no matter who you asked. Uh, this year, I think that answer is really close to 100%. It's Lipscomb Academy uh, this year as they – they're ranked uh, by ESPN, I believe, or Max Preps at 52 in, in the nation, but I actually found on uh, High School Football America they are ranked number 29 uh, in the nation. Oh, Cam, you jumped it. You, you, you stomped on me because that was the one I saw. I was going to say, 52 in the nation. Who in the heck is doing the, doing the rankings? You find me a weakness on this team because I can't find one. Um, this team, you know, from top to bottom, you know, they look as solid as any team that that's out there that I've seen. Um, you know, you know, the, you know, they built a culture. Uh, Coach Dilfer has built a culture out there of excellence, of winning, and you know, it's showing in their play. Um, you know, I looked at team witnesses. You can't find one, seriously. Um, but and I'm gonna agree with uh, Cam again. I think Davidson Academy for the second smallest team in this uh, uh, in in this region in this class. Um, you know they're the second the they are the second smallest team in Double A. Uh, the, they have two. They for last year they had one in-house coach aside from Jonathan Quinn. This year they have two. Uh, they just don't have the same resources, but they've got Jonathan Quinn. But I think the – and we talk about kids moving in, moving out. I think in this case they had a big transfer in that was not on going to be carrying the ball, and that's Thomas Porter at the defensive coordinator spot. I think Thomas Porter is going to have that defense humming. Um, I like this Davidson Academy team, and I do like them to to uh, push, if not threaten, CPA. Uh, just because CPA, uh, again, it, Cam, as you said, they've lost, you know, they've lost some leadership. 
they can replace bodies, but it's hard to replace leaders like Cade Law, like Langston Patterson. It's it's really hard to do that. Um, I think that uh, Davidson Academy, you know, they got four returning stars on the offensive line. Cortland's, Cortland Simmons is just a you know incredible athlete. He's going to score, uh, but Davidson Academy has depth, and this is gets back to what Chris was saying about teams at this level. You know, you lose a player or two at the wrong spot. Yeah, it can change your season in a hurry. Um, I do like, you know, that London Humphreys, uh, you know, for CPA, he is a really good uh, receiver. Their quarterback's got to, you know, got to play well. Um, You know, that's Thomas Vaccaro. Um, And and see how he does. You know, I I think CPA has has talent. I just think they're going to get pushed. But – one question I have, and it's kind of a, uh, you know, you talk about dark horses. I'm interested to see what steps Franklin Road Academy takes this year with uh, Justin Geisinger coming over. Uh, they've got Joe Crocker, the uh, Mississippi State commit on the line. Um, really, really good player, but they're building a new team culture. Um you know, they're trying to get everything together. It's really going to be interesting with that. And you can't forget about Battleground Academy. Um, yeah, Jonas Rodriguez has got, you know, he's got a good team over there. Um, it, it, is, it really, it's going to be, you know, one or two games here or there. I think, you know, in, in the past, we've looked at Lipscomb and, and CPA as being one, two, and everybody else. I think this year it's going to be Lipscomb Academy and then, you know, chaos. Mm-hmm. I agree. And you mentioned uh, co- what Coach uh, Geisinger can do down there at FRA. Uh, one one big question that he has uh, that will need to be answered, uh, when he showed up and did what he did at uh, Pope John Paul II, uh, he found Kenny Minchie, which just happens to be a, a Pittsburgh uh, commit and will be a great college quarterback. Uh, he has to find a quarterback there at FRA this season to have the same success that he had there at uh, JP2. Yeah. They do have a pretty exciting freshman group that they're really looking forward to getting on the field sooner rather than later. So, you know, it's some skilled players over there at FRA. Um, and, yeah, go ahead, Scott. Well, I was just going to say, and I can't forget about good pasture. Yep. You know, I mean, you know, you know, I, I I don't want to discount them. They, you know, I watched them in a scrimmage against McGavick, and they're running the ball. I mean, those guys, they're, they're big up front. They are really big. Their quarterback is accurate. They've got a good tight end over there. I think though that team could possibly play a spoiler again. I think it's controlled chaos in this in this side of the uh, side of the uh, bracket or this side of the region. Um, I think there's some similarities here. I think there's some similarities between Good Pasture and Davidson Academy, but the mm-hmm. big difference uh, with with Good Pasture and Davidson Academy both being smaller uh, Division Two Two uh, A teams, teams that have have moved up from being Division Two One A, uh, but the big difference is Coach Quinn um, there at Davidson Academy uh, really knows how to get the job done. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And to me, like the way this middle region sets up is. You've got Lipscomb Academy. Then you have that race for a second, probably between CPA and Davidson Academy. So that week 11 showdown between those two teams is critical. And then three, four, and five, because five gets in as well, not just four. So that fifth spot is pretty critical as well. So that good pasture BGA game 
on September 30th, and then when they play FRA on, on October 28th. You know, all of those games are going to be important to see who gets in and then who stays home. Yeah, what week is that good pasture, uh, uh, the good pasture FRA game? That's that is week 11. It's October 28th. Yeah, of course it is. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that that very well could be for that fifth spot right there. Yeah. So, yeah. guys, if you're watching uh, on YouTube or listening, uh, we're taking flyers on anybody who wants to cover games on October 28th. Yeah. Because there will not yeah. be enough of us. <laughs> no. <laughs> No, even even with Cam's helicopter. Yeah, in the right. last in the last episode, I think that the idea of a helicopter was brought up all out Rudy Kalis from Channel Four back in the day. Um, anybody that has a couple hundred thousand dollars, if you want to throw that our way, we'll be glad to take it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Cam, Cam will go in the helicopter. I'm staying. I volunteer. Yeah. All right. Planes, trains, and automobiles. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Let's get into AAA now because, you know, a lot of talent in AAA and a lot of intrigue here. Everybody trying to chase down McCauley after they went unbeaten and won the state championship again. Again. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Thank Chris. You said again. <laughs> that's kind of the attitude everybody is taking, though, with, with McCauley. They won it again. So NBA fell victim in the in the Blue Cross Bowl. Uh, Pope Prep, for the first time, got to the semifinals before Justin Geisinger, as we said, went to FRA. So big change there with Brian Sneed coming up as the new head coach of the Knights. Um, a lot won't change with their offense, though, because the way Kenny Minchie has been throwing the ball and the weapons they have coming back, and they're going to be in the mix for you know, a deep run. Can they get to the Blue Cross Bowl? It's kind of going to determine, it's going to be kind of determined by how the draw is feeding. Look yeah. at the draw. That's what's going to determine if if Kenny Minchie and Pope Rip can make a run at this thing. It's also going to be more than likely uh, the difference between Marcel Reed getting another shot at that elusive state championship game, uh, state championship uh, win. Yep. Um, you know, you talk about the greatest players to come through uh, the Middle Tennessee area uh, without a state championship ring. Uh, with his numbers, I mean – over 4,000 yards in his career, 35 touchdowns, over, you know, 1,300 yards, 23 touchdowns rushing. I mean, he's one of the best players in the state uh, in probably the last decade. Uh, but unfortunately, you know, they've ran into a blue tornado uh, the last couple of years uh, with McCauley. Uh, really like this Pope Prep team, really like NBA. Uh, and looking at the region as a whole, just thank goodness all these teams make the playoffs because I would hate for one of these teams to miss the playoffs. And before last year, they actually did cut them off at four. So yeah. they changed it before 2021. It used to be like the last couple of years, it was just the top four in each region. But now all 12 AAA teams will be in the postseason again this year. Uh, so we look at them. And because, you know, Father Ryan and Baylor made the quarterfinals in AAA. Um, look at some of these key games in the East region, starting with the, the Bishop's Cup on September 2nd. Pope Prep and Father Ryan usually put on a very good show, so we'll be one to, to watch for. And then the state title rematch with NBA McCauley the same night. Yeah, I, and, you know, you look at NBA, uh, NBA I think that um, they that game right there, uh, really could be the game. That's that could be that could be. Uh, I don't say a playoff game because they're all getting in, but as far as seating goes, that one right there at, on September second is probably as big as they get. Um, and 
you know, when we talk about market, uh, Marcel Reed, you know, uh, the old Miss commit, uh, but there's a player on the opposite side of the ball that, uh, that, uh, NBA, the big red have that they may not have had in the past years. And that's a big defensive lineman in Eric George, uh, Eddie George's son, uh, Word has it that he has come into camp, uh, come into camp in the off season, and has bulked up. Uh, he's big, he's he's strong, uh, and teams aren't going to be able to run on uh, on the NBA, I don't think, like they have in the past. Uh, and that may set up well for uh, you know facing down teams like Macaulay. Um, I, I I think that that game is going to be. Uh, and I know it's early in the season. It could be one of those games where it comes back uh, later on, and it you know it, we see a reversal of fortune. But I think that that, uh, that game they don't get any bigger than that. I don't think on that early in the season. You know, looking at these key games, unfortunately, uh, the two teams in our area uh, that we hope to be able to knock off the Blue Tornado of Macaulay both have to go to Chattanooga to do it. Uh, September 2nd, NBA goes to Macaulay, and then uh, October 28th, Pope Rep <laughs> goes to uh, Macaulay as yep. well. But the game that I'm looking at is that September 30th game between those two teams, NBA and Pope Prep, that game being played in uh, Hendersonville at uh, Pope Prep. Uh, really uh, excited about uh, that matchup. Who wins that one and avoids being on the same side of the bracket as Macaulay. Yeah. That's, I, that's what's at stake in that ball game. I think the Bishop's cup this year is going to be better than uh, it's been in a while. Um, I, I think father Ryan is really loaded as far as senior leadership goes. I think that, you know, they have depth at, at most positions. I, they've got uh, experience uh, that, the only place I think that they've got uh, issues is a quarterback. They've got a first-year starter. But I think that Father Ryan, uh, that's going to be – I think that's going to be a, a really good game. Uh, Father Ryan's kind of uh, against the talent at, at Pope Prep. Uh, you know, that really looks like a, a one of those – again, September 2nd, who knew? You know, that early in the season, you have two huge games. Yeah. Yeah, it just seems like you know that first full week of region play in week three is, is loaded with a lot of good matchups, and that's just another one of them. So uh, early shaping of how this region will fall can take place in week three, and, and it just kind of goes from there. Um, let's switch gears and go over to the West region with uh, the local teams being Brentwood Academy and Ensworth. Uh, they finished second and third respectively in the region three-way tie for first place, but Briarcrest won out due to having the better overall record last year. BA was second and were third, but it was Christian brothers who got to the semifinals, even as a number five seed. So the way this region is shaped up and it doesn't matter really where you finish. If, if you get hot at the right time, you can go pretty far. Yeah. I, I that was that was shocking to me that they they were the team that that made it that far. But then you know, then again, it shouldn't be. These teams all seem to beat up on each other. Um, I like Brentwood Academy this year. I think that they have, you know, you know, you got Deuce Scott, the running back, good running back there. He's, you know, they got a lot of seniors on this on this team. 
Um, you know, I know the coach thinks that they have a lack of depth at the offensive and defensive line, but I still see a, a lot of uh, a lot of good senior leadership, especially at the skill positions. Um, but they, boy, they have a killer schedule. They mm-hmm. well, they all do, don't they? Um, but I mean, really, uh, the the question is going to be George McIntyre, a sophomore quarterback. Um, you know, he's got the pedigree. Yep. But I think that you know, as he goes, it's really going to be because if if he can if he can break out and do well, that's going to open up Deuce Scott. I mean, that's that's going to open up the running game. Uh, if if he stumbles, then uh, then they may have problems. Uh, but it's going to be really. I, I still think they're the 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 better uh, better team. I think they have a really good chance of winning this uh, winning this the West. Um, I think Ensworth is. Getting close. They have all the talent in the world at Innsworth. It's just going to be really close, I think. But, you know, they could get on a run if they play well with Martez Cooksey and Shamar Porter, uh, all those uh, Levi Moore quarterback. They've got talent uh, talent to burn over there in speed. The, the, the question is just going to be how they deal with adversity. How, how do they deal with uh, when, when things go wrong? And they got to get off to a good start, not turn the ball over uh, and play solid defense to, to move on. I think if they can do those things, I, I could see Brentwood Academy and Ensworth finishing one too. Yeah, Ensworth to me, I could have put them even above Brentwood Academy had they kept Jacob Page. But with Page transferring to Blackman, that kind of takes a big piece out of their offense. And now there's a little more pressure on Levi Moore and Shamar Porter to produce in his absence. So that's going to be one thing to watch for this season. And Look at some of those key games. We'll pull up here real quick. Um, Scott, you were saying? Oh, all I was saying is that I was surprised, uh, you know, Chris, you and I were out at the Innsworth Cane Ridge scrimmage. And again, it's hard to tell anything from a scrimmage because you don't know who's hurt. You don't know what they're trying and things like that. But uh, the way that Cane Ridge came out the gate and was able to throw on them, and, you know, it kind of shocked me with the talent that they have back there. Um, so, you know, maybe just chalk that up to scrimmage, bad weather, humidity, because it was terrible. No. Uh, but, uh, you know, I think they've got the, all the talent in the world to, to do well. Just can they put it all together? Because mm-hmm. as all three of us uh, are pretty solid in saying that Brentwood Academy probably – uh, appears to be the favorite here in this uh, West region. Um, as you mentioned, though, Scott, uh, it's going to come down to what uh, George McIntyre can do at quarterback. Uh, if he if he shows up and breaks out like they're hoping, uh, you definitely like their chances to not only win the West, but also uh, have a, a decent shot at making it back to Chattanooga for the first time in a couple years. Uh, the teams that uh, – one of the teams that we're forgetting about because they're not necessarily in our demographic, though, is MUS. Uh, MUS is one of those teams that just – tends to reload uh, year after year. I uh, had a down year last year. I expect the Owls to make a, a big step back in competition. Uh, but as far as Brentwood Academy goes, they get a shot week three, September 2nd, uh, at home against the defending region champs. Uh, they get a shot to go ahead and state, you know, put their foot down and, and let everyone know that they're here and this is their region. Uh, and then you look at that October 21st game uh, at Innsworth with Brentwood Academy 
uh, at Innsworth. That's a big game. Uh, possibilities if one of those teams was to slip up, uh, if Brentwood Academy was to lose that September 2nd game to Briarcrest Christian, uh, that could be a, two, you know, just like the uh, Pope Prep and uh, NBA game, that could be a battle to see, you know, who doesn't go on the Macaulay side, essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah, be a big, big boost if you can stay away from that side in the postseason when those brackets get drawn up in in November. And I actually, I think that B.A. Ensworth game is October 20th on a Thursday night, so I'll double-check that. And that Hopefully, it's just a typo there. But uh, And, you know, we've mentioned, uh, you know, trying to be on the other side of Macaulay. That's not saying that we think Macaulay's going to win it all again. That's just saying if you do – um, if you do, when you do have to play them, you would rather play them in Chattanooga for the marbles instead of just playing them to, to go to the next round. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you want to maximize your effort and want to get as many games yeah. in as you can. So, yeah. Cause you're playing in, yeah. When you go to Chattanooga, you're playing in Macaulay's back. Yep. I mean, you're literally in their backyard. They can just hop in a couple of trucks and get over there to Finley stadium. So yeah, it's a home game for them essentially. And it has been, it was last year for sure. Uh, NBA found that out the hard way in the Blue Cross Bowl. Um, that's going to do it for the Division Two and Independent Preview, and I'm going to take this down and get a couple of words from you guys before we head out. Uh, last words on on these teams and, and what you guys are looking for for this year. Uh, super excited about the Commanders Friendship Christian. Uh, I think Coach McNeil has a, a great shot at uh, possibly getting another gold ball in Wilson County uh, this year. Uh, then you look at Double A. You got Lipscomb. I mean, best team in the state, uh, regardless of classification. Uh, I think by the end of the year they will be a top twenty-five team nationally. Uh, really like what the Mustangs have going on. Uh, the the key for them, the big question for them as a fan, um, can anyone keep it close? That that's the question. Can anyone challenge the Mustangs and make them earn it? Uh, Week two. Go, they go to Thompson, Alabama. Keep an eye on that game. It's a Saturday night on ESPNU. Yeah, and that will be a test as uh, High School Football America has Lipscomb at 29, has Thompson at 17. I did look and see where Thompson was too. Yep. Uh, so that's a huge test, uh, and thankfully we all get to watch that one on ESPN. Uh, and then you look at AAA, you know, can Pope Prep make that extra step? You know, can can Kenny Minchie uh, bring them – back to a, a state championship game appearance. Uh, excited to see what they do. Yeah. yeah I'm, well, I'm again, you know, you look at Lipscomb and you're wondering, uh, you know, I, I, you know, they still need, they still have to play. There's only one ball. <laughs> That's the thing. There's only one ball and there's all that talent. Um, you know, I'm interested to see how junior Cheryl plays. I mean, I'm interested to see, uh, you know, Caleb Beasley, you know, these guys play at, at a high level. Hank Brown, I'm really interested to see how he plays against competition, especially good competition. But, you know, the the and as much as I want to see this, I'm really interested in seeing the D, uh, Davidson Academy CPA type games uh, where these games, it seems like the gap is just narrowing a little bit. And a lot of these teams are getting, you know, closer and closer together and, you know, we have the opportunity to see some really, really outstanding games that are manned by really, really outstanding coaches in the area. I mean, uh, you know, you know, going out to Good Pasture and seeing that program, and I'm really interested to see. I, I think, you know, Double uh, A is a is a wonderful. The Middle Region is just 
wonderful football. And I'm looking forward to seeing those teams play each other. Triple A, I'm really excited for Montgomery Bell. I, I think they're ready to take that next step. I think uh, they've got the talent. But, boy, you don't sleep on Kenny Minchie and, and, and Pope Prep. You can't, you can't do it. Is there going to be a is there going to be a, a difference in culture? There always is when a when a new coach comes in. Will it have an effect? Father Ryan, we know there's going to be a change in culture. Is it going to have an effect? Those little storylines that are underneath the wins and losses, those are the things that intrigue me. Um, you know, can Brentwood Academy get back to that high level. I mean, they've always played a high level. Can they get back to Chattanooga? They get back to that championship game. Um, you know, all these little, all these questions, you know, are, are really interesting. Can anybody challenge DCA, you know, in that region? I, I think they can. I think Nashville Christian has a good shot this year. So I, you know, again, you know, I, I call it carnage, but really what it is is wonderful, wonderful football. Football, you know, we were, you know, football as we've missed it, as we came out of COVID, you know, and we had all that problem. And now it seems like, uh, you know, we take a breath because football's back. And, you know, not that it really ever went away, but it, it's getting back to where it needs to be. Yep. And speaking of football, yeah, it's here. Guys, we're here. The yep. the next show we do, we're we're gonna be picking who's winning these games. Right. Yep. yep. Uh, pretty much every team you heard on this episode has a shot to be playing on December first in Chattanooga. And a lot of times the questions asked, well, how many teams from a certain area are gonna get there? Well, when we're talking about Division Two, it's mainly Middle Tennessee because lately this region has had a lot of teams playing for for gold balls, and I think that'll happen again. I wouldn't be surprised if there's a, a mid-state team or possibly two in every Division II championship game this year. Uh, the McCauley's probably going to get in there in AAA, in my opinion. But, you know, in the other two, Lipscomb Academy in AA, I mean, could you be – could it be a Lipscomb Academy-Davidson Academy final? We'll see. Could CPA get back there? Maybe. And then single A, Friendship Christian has a shot to get there. Nashville Christian has a shot to get there. DCA is not going to go away. And could Clarksville Academy come up and surprise some teams? I'm interested to see how those teams handle the 2022 season. And let's not forget the independents getting back in. Ezel Harding and, and Republic, excuse me, for you know another go at 11-man football. Good for them to get back in and get on the field again in 2022. And Liberty Creek is going to be one to follow as their journey begins in 2022 and how their path shakes out for next year and beyond because when this reclassification hits after this season's over, a lot of things are going to change and it's going to be interesting to see how that shapes up. But for 2022, like Cam said, it's here and our preseason shows are over. Next time you hear from us will be week one. I will be going to CPA to see independence at CPA. Scott will be over at Ravenwood to see NBA in Ravenwood and Cam. Well, you guys are going to vote on where actually we're not sure where he's going to give you. We're going to figure that out. <laughs> but that, that did bring up a good point, uh, Chris. Uh, if you want to see your team play, when we, when we put them up on the fan vote, guys get out there and vote. You know, I, 
you know, most of the times I get to go, uh, that's a wonderful thing. I get to go where you guys send me. I, I, I love visiting new places. I love visiting the same old places. So, you know, get out there and vote and, uh, you know, and see where we go. Take us, take us, take us places. Yep. A lot more content coming in the coming week as well on the website for our social media, a lot of photos and a lot of analysis and, and predictions for the 2022 season. So we're giving you quite a bit of stuff. And the best part is you're getting this for free. There's not many places you're going to get a lot of this for free. So make sure you like and subscribe to this YouTube channel. Please do that because it helps us grow. You know, follow us on social media. Make sure that you have that website bookmarked. You know, when new stuff drops, you're going to want to see it. So we're excited about 2022 and it is upon us. We're a week away from kickoff. Thank you so much for tuning into the Mid-State 48 powered by Miracle Auto Group. And thanks to Innovate Medical as well for sponsoring this show as well. For Cam Reed, for Scott Burton, for our friend Tom Duggan, who we will hopefully have back next week, I'm Chris Brooks. We will talk to you in week one, and that feels really good to say. Take care, everybody. Let's go!